Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Everybody and welcome to another edition. If you don't like that, today I'm going to preview the opening round of the NFC playoffs. On Friday, we'll take a look at the AFC. And this podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. Philadelphia, the number one seed in the NFC. San Francisco, two. Minnesota, three. Tampa, four. Dallas, five. The Giants, six. And Seattle, seven. This Saturday night, the NFC playoffs get underway with the 49ers, 13 up and four down against the seventh seed, Seattle Seahawks. All right, when you look at this matchup, the Niners beat Seattle twice during the regular season, early in the season, when, of course, the quarterback situation was completely different. 48-20 to 20 was the combined score in the two games between San Francisco and Seattle. The Niners, they have won 10 straight, although critics can point to their easy schedule. They're down to the third quarterback, as we know, in Brock Purdy, and he has been pretty good. The 49ers added Christian McCaffrey in the middle of the season, and he has been everything and more that they had hoped for. On the defensive side of the football, they have a guy that's probably going to be the defensive player of the year and defensive end, Nick Bosa. So why would San Francisco not beat Seattle? I'm not really sure. I mean, even if Purdy has a so-so game, I think the 49ers defense is good enough to control this game. Purdy has been very good. He started his fifth game this past weekend, and so far, so good. All right? When I look at the 49ers, I really don't see any weaknesses. They have a very good offense. They have an elite defense with an elite player in Nick Bosa, and they have a legitimate chance to win three games and end up in the Super Bowl. When I look at Seattle, they've been one of the Cinderella's of the National Football League this year, not only in the NFC, but in the AFC. Pete Carroll has done a marvelous job with the Seahawks team that finished 9-8. and eight. Geno Smith, one of the great stories this season in the National Football League, and I applaud the hell out of him because I was one of his detractors and critics, but he proved me wrong with how he played this year. Uh, The defense does force turnovers. They had 25 this year, 
But the weakness for Seattle when they're on that side of the ball is they cannot stop the run. And the 49ers are going to be able to manhandle their front seven. They're going to be able to run the ball. And I don't see how San Francisco does not win this game easily. I think they win by 14 or more points. As a matter of fact, I think they win by 20 or more points. I think of all the games this coming weekend, this is the most lopsided. Now, you could say, gee, are the Niners going to lose a game? They've won 10 in a row, blah, blah, blah. They might, but it's not going to be this week against the Seattle Seahawks. All right, let's move on to Sunday, and let's talk about Minnesota and the New York Giants. You know, when you talk about the Vikings, I don't think they're that good. I really don't. I understand their record is very good at 13-4. and four. They have played 11 one-score games this season, and they won every single game. So what does that mean? To me, it means if the Giants are going to pull an upset, they have to be up by two scores with six minutes left in the game. Because if they're not, the Vikings are going to win the game. Justin Jefferson is a stud. Running back Dalvin Cook is really good. But the weakness of the Vikings, in addition to an inconsistent quarterback in Kirk Cousins, is their defense is terrible. They can't stop the pass. They allow a lot of points, and they allow a lot of yards. And I think the Giants will be able to move the ball on them just like they did on Christmas Eve. Daniel Jones should be effective with Saquon Barkley. The problem I have with the Giants in this game is do they feel like they belong? 9-7-1. and one. Remember, though, the Giants opened up their season at 7-2. and two. They were decimated with some injuries along the way like other teams. So Saquon Barkley's the real deal. The offensive line is coming around at the right time. If they can get their top cornerback on the field in Adoree Jackson, who has missed a lot of time in the second half of the season, that will bode well for the depth of this football team. I want the Giants to win. I'm a diehard Giants fan, but... I don't know if they can go in there and have a two-score lead with six minutes left. I think the Vikings are going to win this game. I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be close. And it will be the only game that the Vikings win this year in the playoffs. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not so sure that the Giants are ready to make that big of a leap in the first year under Brian Dable. If they do, that would be one hell of a story. All right, then you got Tampa. And you have the Dallas Cowboys. They met in the opener, and Dallas went in, or excuse me, Tampa went into Dallas and beat them on Sunday Night Football. But again, that was a long time ago. It will have no bearing on this game whatsoever. I know Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a veteran team. But they are just beat up. The offensive line, the entire team plagued by injuries. There are times when the Buccaneers have looked lost. There are times when Brady has looked very bad. And the only reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the postseason is because they played in an awful division. As the number four seed, I'm not so sure they're not the worst. That's right. I think they're the worst of all seven teams in the playoffs. I think the Giants would beat Tampa. I think Seattle would give them a run for the money and might beat them. When I look at the Cowboys, 
I don't know what Cowboys team is going to show up this weekend. The Cowboys at times can look very good when they go into Minnesota. And in week 11, they beat the Vikings 40-3. to I'm not really sure which Cowboys team shows up. I mean, they were horrible against Washington on Sunday. They've had a lot of bad losses this year. And Dak Prescott makes some of the dumbest reads and bad throws that you can see. Matter of fact, Prescott's had 11 interceptions in his last seven games. Defense has not played very well. They have not been able to stop the run. But they have better personnel than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if, if Dak Prescott can take care of the football and not be careless, they'll beat Tampa Bay. They'll beat Brady. They'll end the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season. I think Dallas will win this game because I think Tampa is just a bad football team. I think Tampa, again, I think they're the worst team in the playoffs, both on the NFC and the AFC side. I think they're bad. I know the guy I work with on Mondays and Fridays over on YouTube, Sean Salisbury, thinks Tampa's going to beat Dallas on Sunday. I don't. I just think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, too many issues on their offensive line, too many injuries, and a Dallas team that just has better personnel. I think Micah Parsons is going to be an absolute beast. I think he's going to make some big plays in this game. And so moving on to the next round of the playoffs, I see San Francisco, I see Minnesota, and I see Dallas. That would set up Dallas and Philadelphia and Minnesota and San Francisco. San Francisco and Philadelphia will meet in the NFC Championship game, and we'll have to wait and see the health of the Eagles before I make a prediction right there. But I don't. Uh, if I could see one team that's an underdog this weekend winning, it would be the Giants. I don't think there's a big difference between the Giants and the Vikings. And again, they just played a couple of weeks ago on Christmas Eve, and the Vikings got a game-winning kick as time expired. So, again, they can play with this team. And I think that was, what, a 61-yard kick too, right? The Giants know they can play with Minnesota. But I don't believe they're going to win a one-score game. And because the Giants aren't an offensive juggernaut, I don't know if they can be in that position where that occurs. If I'm the Giants, I want the ball first in this game. I do not want to go on defense, get that crowd crazy, and have the Vikings march down the field and put a quick seven on the board. So if I'm the Giants, I want the ball first in this game because I think you can control the clock, get a couple of first downs, settle your team down, and be in for the long haul. I don't see any chance, and I really mean this. I know it's the NFL, and I know on any given Sunday, and in this case Saturday, I don't see any way in the world Seattle beats San Francisco. I just don't see it. Unless Brock Purdy just pees his pants and melts under the bright lights, I don't see how the Dallas Cowboys, how the 49ers lose to the Seattle Seahawks. So I hope I'm wrong on the Minnesota game, but I see Tampa losing, I see Seattle losing, and the Giants, which will set up the next round of the playoffs the following weekend. As I said, coming up on Friday's show, right here on If You Don't Like That, I'll take a look at the AFC wildcard weekend. It is now time for our Crown Ultra Q&A. Just go to crownultra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on Friday's podcast. Mark wants to know, has the NFL handled the suspension of the Bills 
Bengals game badly. No, I don't think so. I think they did the best they could under a extremely difficult and challenging week. I don't have any problem with what the NFL did. I really don't. Chase wants to know, how do the Arizona Cardinals improve in the offseason? Great question, Chase. First of all, is Kyler Murray your quarterback? You've paid him a ton of money. Can you win with Kyler Murray at quarterback? You know, I go back to a year ago when they started off great and he was being considered an MVP candidate, and then DeAndre Hopkins got hurt, and they haven't been the same team since. Obviously, they have fired their coach, and they're going to be making a lot of moves. Uh, They lose Watt on defense. It's going to take a a lot, Chase. It's going to take a lot. Dan wants to know, should Smith be fined or suspended for a CPR celebration? There's nothing they can do, Dan. There really isn't. Luke wants to know, is Baker Mayfield made up for his early season struggles? Early season or early career? Um, it was a good fit for him in L.A., all right, Luke? It was a good fit for him. I, I don't know if he's going to be there next year. I guess we will all find out together. Corey wants to know, is it likely Aaron Rodgers retires? I don't see Aaron Rodgers retiring. He still has competitive fire in him. He still wants to play. Feels like he can play at a good level. I would be surprised. I really would. I would be surprised if Aaron Rodgers retires. Jay wants to know, will Cliff Kingsbury find another head coaching job? He will, Jay, but I think it will be in college. I think he could be very successful at the college level. I think he will have a lot of opportunities to coach in college uh, if he wants to go in that direction. Alex asks, with him often being in your high praises, would you agree that Mike Tomlin is the best NFL coach that no one talks about? Well, I don't agree with you that no one talks about Mike Tomlin. I think everybody in the NFL acknowledges he's a tremendous coach. So I I disagree with that. Um, Do I think he gets enough credit? Maybe not. But he, he, he's talked a lot about it. He's very well respected. And I think, you know, if Mike Tomlin were to leave the Steelers, he'd have a long list of teams that would be knocking on his door. Andrew wants to know, did the Texans make a mistake winning against the Colts? Andrew, the players on the field for Houston don't give a damn whether the team's got the first pick or the second pick. All right? They're out there competing. They're out there trying to show the Texans or another team that they're worthy to be on the field next year. They're not thinking about the draft pick. So did they make a mistake? I think that's the wrong way to phrase it. The players on the field didn't make a mistake because they're out there competing, trying to play well, and trying to win. Did the organization make a mistake? Yeah, but how are they going to prevent that? Are they going to tell their players, don't play? It's just the way it is. I know if you're a Houston fan, you're probably not very happy. Greg asked, do you think the Lakers will make a trade before the deadline? I do, Greg. I do think they'll try to solidify their team somewhat. Uh, is Kemba Walker's NBA career over Trevor? Yeah, it probably is, unfortunately, with the injury. And Dylan wants to know, did I ever vote for NBA All-Stars? Never did. Never participated in the fan vote. I never had a say in NBA All-Stars. I did vote for many years on postseason awards, but never uh, NBA All-Stars. Steven wants to know, what NFL teams would be a good fit for Jim Harbaugh if he's to leave Michigan? It would have to be a team that's built to win right now. Because he's the Billy Martin of football coaches. In other words, he'll go somewhere, make you good for a couple of years, and then he's like he wears out his welcome, and you got to go in a different direction. Again, just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question on Friday's show. It's time for Brent. All right, I have got great news about Zoom 180. All right, by Friday, I will tell you how you can pre-order your... Zoom 180 flashlight. I'll tell you the website, and you will want to get on the list. Trust me. 
when you see this flashlight, you are going to be blown away. That's Friday. I'll give you all the information. In the meantime, just keep in your mind Zoom 180 and Zoom180.com. How embarrassing was that championship game in college football last night in L.A. at SoFi? I mean, that's embarrassing. 65-7? to 7? Really? I'll tell you, it's even more embarrassing for Michigan, who lost to TCU last week and the semis. How do you lose 65-7? to 7? No discredit to Georgia, by the way. Congratulations to them. Back-to-back natties. But really? I mean, 65-7. to 7. I mean... It was 52-7 to with, what, the fourth quarter to go? And good job by Kirby Smart to allow Bennett to get his Hail Mary walking off the field, his swan song. Six touchdowns, four passing, two rushing. And Bennett and the Georgia Bulldogs cruise. You know, Bennett, as a starter at Georgia, ended up 29-3. and Think about that for a minute. Incredible career. And Georgia, who, you know, listen, they entered the game as, what, a two-touchdown favorite or 13 to 14 points. So most people thought they would win. But that's embarrassing for TCU. That's an awful job by TCU. They should be embarrassed. They had a great season, but they were outgained by 233 yards in the first half alone. That is embarrassing. It was men against boys. And if I'm a Michigan Wolverine right now, I might be staying inside for the rest of the winter. That's embarrassing. You lose to a team that just lost by that score one week later to Georgia. That's a bad job right there. And again, TCU, excellent season, but what a horrible way, an absolutely horrible way to lose. 65-7. to That's as bad as it gets. And that is my rant for today. And that is my podcast for today. Have yourself a great day. Don't forget tomorrow at 3 o'clock Pacific over on YouTube, Jerry Reynolds will join me. I'm looking forward to that. So long, everybody, and thanks very much for joining me right here on If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.